the only thing we have to fear. The economic health of this nation has been more essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline Greed. in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. What's up, Weekend Warriors? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. I'm your host, Nick Antonucci, joined today by Jared McKenzie from our planning department. Yes, sir. Morning, Jared. Morning. Jacob Keene, my fellow research analyst. What's up? What's up? And our special guest from the research department, our newest intern, Buster. Yeah. What's up, guys? Glad to have you here, Buster. Don't mess up. It's my only advice. <laughs> well, guys, uh, Troy's not here, so I'll be filling in for him. But uh, rest assured, you're in good hands with the rest of the team here. And uh, hopefully we can give you some great uh, information this week as we recap the markets, um, take some listener questions, kind of dig into a, a financial situation that pertains to a lot of people, and um, really just kind of try and give you some guidance as to what the future holds as far as we can see it, which... Sometimes that gets a little cloudy, right, Jacob? A few feet or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the crystal ball saying for uh, the rest of the year, man? What are you guys down in research? Think? Well, you know, yeah. at the start of the year when we sent out our forecast to clients, we we called for about a six to eight per, uh, percent return. Yep. Which yeah, is but below now, the long term average, and we're at we're at eight point two two percent year to date in the S P five hundred. Go on, Jacob. I was going to say now we think the market's going to double between now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got <laughs> the rest of the year. Uh, we got a little ways to go. Okay. Uh, but as I said, yeah, 8.22% for the year, one and a quarter so far this week. So the market is trending higher again. We're getting close to all-time highs again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think for for a more realistic answer, I think part of part of where my mindset is right now is you saw a lot of the momentum plays, the tech plays early on in the year really carrying the market. Um, now it feels like there's a little, you know, uh, under the radar rotation going on. So maybe we close out the year with some of these underloved names catching a bid, Absolutely. people taking profits in some of the, the higher flying names. Um, and, and we saw, you know, just in the last few weeks, kind of towards the end of earnings season, which has been strong and we'll get into here shortly, but the high flyers, the Facebook and Netflix, yeah. two of the fangs members yeah. both fell 20% plus. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was almost like there was a, a, a little narrative there for a second that if Apple missed, then, the whole thing was going to crumble, but luckily they came in with a nice It's always Apple they coming did. through in the clutch. <laughs> then, yeah. then and Google both, which you know kind of screws up the whole thing. We'll still refer to it as Google. Well, I mean, I guess it, would you guys say that's what's continued to keep pushing it? I mean, you, you throughout the year, I mean, with all this tariff talk and all the other things that have been happening, you know, it seems like the market struggled quite a bit. But you know, as of late, after that, you know, pullback, if you will, we saw the first quarter, maybe a little bit in the second, all that volatility. Now it's just continued. You know, you're starting to see on these headlines again, uh, reaching record highs and things like that. Yeah. And it's just maybe, maybe some there was some overreaction to the tariff talk. The earnings are continuing to be good. I mean, what what do you think continues to push it after we saw that pullback and now we're kind of back well, to these records? Well, I think I think seeing that we're grinding higher here, I I, I think my perspective is. Some of it might just be assets coming home. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the emerging market space, you look even at developed equities, people are thinking to themselves, well, U.S. GDP is growing at 4.1%. Right. At the same time, you've got tariff talk. So do you want to own uh, Alibaba or mm-hmm. 
uh, Nestle or I, something I think, like I that think it, that's exposed to potential tariffs. Sure. Most people, and even you're starting to see in the news today, articles coming out that, that even the Chinese are starting to think, well, you know, we kind of said we'd, we'd battle you in this trade war, but yeah. wait a second, where are we thinking this? Might have gotten in over our head a little Yeah, bit. exactly. You guys, yeah. the U.S. is going to hold up a lot better than the Chinese are. Mm-hmm. Another thing, and and – this may or may not be the influence on that, Jerry, that you're saying. The tariff talk used to you know, send markets up and down 1%, but it's getting almost to be like when you had – I hate to say this, but terroristic events happen, you know, headline-driven mm-hmm. events. The market eventually becomes numb to them. You know, right, if, right. if it's every week, it's a new headline on tariffs. Right. It starts to, to, lose, to lose the influence that it has on markets. Sure. So I think to some extent it might be that as well. Well, you know, I find interesting with these numbers you guys have provided us with today that uh, what has trailed and, and really lagged all year long all of a sudden has become the leaders over the last week. I mean, are we seeing a shift somewhere with the consumer discretionary and telecom sectors that, uh, again, have been the the leading strugglers, if you will, uh, year to date? Now, all of a sudden, kind of, is this them bouncing back a little bit, or is there a shift somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it, it's a little bit of that rotation that we were talking about, and I think some of it is uh, if you think about kind of what the what the talk has been, you know, past six to nine months, it's been this thought that rates are going higher, rates are going higher. Well, what we've actually seen is a flattening of the curve, and that's when these some of these value names start to get more attractive. I mean, we've got the 10-year as of today at 2.93%. So if you think about the value plays are typically more dividend-oriented, uh, well, those yields, when you can find four or five heck, even 6% yields in some of these really fundamentally strong names, sure. that becomes to, uh, an attractive rotation point. In fact, if you think back to uh, February, Nick, one of the things that our clients were actually uh, asking a lot of questions about is they would be in one of our more conservative portfolios, which really leans more towards those dividend payers. Well, when we saw uh, rates moving up through January and February – it was kind of a, a dumping of some of those names, really, yeah. when yeah, you absolutely. think consumer staples and that sort of stuff. And, and so we were trying to explain to them that, yes, these, you know, in the broader scheme are less risky positions than, you know, your typical market position. But as, you know, the market dynamics change, I mean, people were moving into Google as the safe play as opposed to, and, say, like a CVS who had a great report this week. Right, and it, it is difficult for people to understand that. They say, oh, I'm in your more conservative portfolio. The market's going down. Why am I falling less than the market? Well, you know, in cases like this, it is kind of a, a strange situation, but there there is an explanation for it. And, and if you stay with the strategy, we, we you know, are – with strong conviction, feel as though we are going to continue to see that rotation out of the growth names into the more uh, defensive value-oriented stocks. So It all, always goes back to risk and return, right? I mean, you expect to be compensated more in times like this when you're taking on more risk by owning companies like Netflix and Facebook and Amazon and, and any tech-related stuff or, 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 you know, more generally things that are just more risky. You expect that. So, when you know, when we talk to clients about sort of that, that relation between risk and return, it's like, okay, 
that's very easy to see on the upside, but a lot of people don't realize how that works on the downside where it's not dollar for dollar. And the way that I always explain it to them is that it's much more meaningful on the downside because it's not dollar for dollar. You know, it's like if, if you lose half your money, then you're going to need a 100% return just to get back to where you were. So if you're doing really well when times get bad, but then you end up suffering just as bad when the, there's a pullback, well, that just means you're going you're gonna to spend a lot more time playing catch up when the markets turn back around and not making any progress. So that's just not where you want to be. I know it feels good right now to be making a lot if you are heavily invested in the information technology sector, but you know I would highly recommend a review and potential rebalance of your accounts if that is the case, because now is the time to start taking some of that off the table, given how uh, much of a premium that those things are trading at, and start to rebalance into some of these more consumer discretionary type companies that are going to perform more defensively if we right, turn down. Right, right. Sure. And, and I, th- I think when we say that, it's kind of thinking, you know, somewhat intuitively and in that there's kind of a hierarchy of the consumer share of wallet, right? You know, some of these things you have to spend money on. You mm-hmm. have to spend money on keeping your lights on. You might right. cut back your Netflix subscription. Yeah. If, if your spending power does get pressured and moving kind of into the economic picture, Nick, what we've seen is you've got CPI up 2.8, 2.9% year over year. Wages on, in real terms aren't gaining, and we're actually seeing consumers begin to spend a little bit more than they're making. So levering up, your savings rates are low. The overall economic picture is, is bright. I mean, you look at, we got jobless, jobless claims this week. It continue to push lows, unemployment rate at 3.9%. The consumer is certainly confident right now. You're right. seeing that evidence in retail sales that are up 6.6%, right? Yeah. L- yeah. Latest reading. Uh, confidence is measured by, if you want to look at Conference Board or University of Michigan, both are you know at near historic highs. Um, you said the savings rates down. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think overall we're just kind of saying let's let's temper the expectations a little bit. You know, as as we're we got a plus percent this year, we got more than twenty percent last year. We're in a late cycle environment. That's kind of the theme, the shift, the theme that we're seeing. You know, maybe start to think about some of these more boring type stocks. You know? It's time yeah. to go into protection mode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, at, at some point, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, something we like to recap every week is, is earnings season. And I think we have about, you know, 35 companies, 40 companies left to report. So, um, yeah, what is it now? About 80 to 90 percent of all of, of yeah, reported? Yeah, we're, we're just about through. You got some big names next week, like I think Walmart, who's always late. Uh, we had Disney this week. Um, but earnings are up 25.56 percent. Oh, yeah. Impressive. That's off oh, last, yeah. last quarter. First quarter earnings grew, what, 24.5 percent. Um, you look at energy, 130% year over year. Yeah, insane. Yeah, with oil prices up, that's that's a benefit. That's a benefit for sure. So definitely a strong earnings season um, has been propelling markets, I'd say. Um, the one the one thing I wouldn't mention though is I, I'm kind of thinking about moving into Q4. That's when you start to get into these tough tougher comps. comps. Yep, for you're sure. You're thinking about tax reform, and uh, I mean that's kind of what's driven driven this 25% year over year growth. We might start moving down back into the teens, you know, moving into the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, before we uh, dive into our financial hot topic for the week, let's recap a few of the week's uh, economic releases. MBA mortgage applications, this is a weekly release. We saw fall again this week. Um, The index was down 3%. Refinance uh, applications were down 4.5%, while purchases were down 2%. Um, At the same time, you had mortgage rates down a little bit. So. It's, kind, it's kind been of tailing there. off a bit. It has, day. yeah. I think a lot of that's kind of supply related. I still think there's a, a huge supply shortage for yeah. homes. Um, 
and obviously price is rising as well playing into that. Uh, we got producer price index today. Um, fell short of expe- expectations, but nonetheless, I don't think this is this one reading is anything you get hung up on in terms of kind of dictating the, the Fed's next move. And inflation seems as though it's picking up. I think year over year, the previous report was 3.1 headline on PPI, if I'm not mistaken, right. 2.7, I want to say, um, core. Uh, nonetheless, we'll get consumer price index early next week, so we'll see. Pretty hot going. overall, and I think the thing to watch with that is – do margins start to decay a little bit as you know the input costs sure. are, are seemingly a little higher yeah, than got to than what they're what they're paying you know on the retail side? Yeah, I, I would think they would. But as you mentioned, jobless claims um, fell six thousand this week to two hundred thirteen thousand. The four week moving average slipped by five hundred to two hundred fourteen thousand two fifty. Um, all in all, you need to know here is employment still looks strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked like it was flattening there for a second, but been another surge lower yeah and uh last friday we got a, a jobs report 157,000 jobs added to the economy uh that was last friday right am i confusing my weeks yeah yeah, yeah. 157,000 jobs added short of expectations um it was but, it was but the jobs that were added were those strong wage jobs that we saw you know business services healthcare, right. that sort of thing and if you think back to a year or two ago I felt like we were getting these strong 200,000 plus reports, but when you dig down into the numbers, retail, yeah, a bunch part-time. of bartenders, yeah, which <laughs> I'll take 157 of, you know, higher salary jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and unemployment ticked back down below 4% to 3.9%. So employment picture does look strong. Uh, interest rates this week, uh, not a whole lot of movement. You had the 10-year fall, about five basis points. We did take up to 3%. I think this morning we were back down to... It was 293, I Yeah, low, lower 290s. 30-year, uh, uh, about 3.13%. Um, and that spread between 10s and 2s is still around 29 basis points, something like that. Yeah, spreads are tight. One kind of side note on that is we did see uh, the Japanese government bonds move up like 10 basis points, but that hasn't pressured U.S. rates at all. In fact, um, if you look at kind of the inflation break-evens in Japan, it's almost like the the market in Japan is calling uh, Kuroda's bluff. Like, yeah, you can't tighten. There's no way. What I mean, <laughs> what what left is there to yeah. to do in Japan, really? I don't know. Um, one last thing I want to touch on, as far as the economy goes, is we did get Eurozone GDP uh, come out this week, 1.4% for the second quarter. Uh, that's down from 1.5 in the first quarter. And it's the slowest pace in three years. So if you just kind of put that in perspective, to economic growth here domestically at 4.1%, huge disparity between the two. And yeah. you have you have Euro, uh, the Eurozone who says at the end of 2018, we're going to end our bond buying program. They're not saying they're going to hike rates, but with economic growth like that, you got to assume that any kind of rate hike is not in the near term. No, unless no. Unless the, the economic picture changes. Quickly. No, and for investors, I mean, you look at, you, you look at the numbers on this year. I mean, foreign developed stocks down 2.91%. Right. Right? S&P, uh, you know, up what? seven eight percent so you see the growth differential you see the differential in the performance in the stock absolutely Mm -hmm. sometimes fundamentals make sense you know (laughs) (laughs) that's right imagine that well guys uh things probably a good stopping point for us um you listen to money talks don't touch that dial All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. 
The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.